0: Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Andra, and I am a compulsive overeater. And when I uh, got asked if I wanted to be recorded, I don't know if you've ever had that uh, program thing, don't think, just say yes. Well, that's exactly what I did because today I am focusing more on my gratitude and not so much on my embarrassment. I recently had to readjust or change my abstinent date. And I know that we've got one, um, uh, 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 a newcomer. And if anyone's feeling like a newcomer, you don't have to be new to feel like you're new. That happens to me every once in a while. Um, I want to tell you real briefly that I have heard plenty of speakers and just regular, you know, folks sharing who've come to this program, you know, dabbled a little bit, got absent, And decades later, here they are still doing the daily thing. And I admire them greatly um, uh, due to my self-will and perhaps, uh, well, me. It's not the program. That's not my story. I just want to tell you real briefly from um, uh, 1986 to, to 2005, I was in and out of this program. Um, I was not, I could describe myself as a chronic slipper. I had periods of what I thought were absent or at the time they were abstinent for, for what I believed was abstinence. And back then the definition of abstinence was a little different than it is now. Um, and, you know, I'd get nine months, I got 11 months one time, I have two weeks, I'd have six months. Um, for one th- the one thing that um, that sort of pattern, although it, it kept me crazy, uh, and I never got obese, and I was in the military, and you're not allowed to. So, um, and I went from being a compulsive overeater to a bulimic for a number of years. Um, grateful to have a uh, have stopped the bulimia. Um, January 1st, 2002 thousand uh, two. That does not mean I got abstinent. That just means I. I quit hurting my body in in that fashion, and I have thousands of dollars of work in my mouth. Anyway, um, uh, and then, so from 2002 to 2005, I, I, yeah, I was a little discouraged, and I have a sister who's long time in O.A. about 40, about 40 years. She's this tiny, petite little thing. I love her, and I asked her one time about, I kind of, I said, sis, is it always going to be like this for me? And she's wise and, you know, has got plenty of program in her. So she obviously didn't say yes or no. And she said, uh, I don't I really can't remember what she said. And, and actually, she, I think she said, well, maybe this is your path, uh, times of absence and service. And then times of not. And I went to, you know, I wasn't a happy with that. And then in uh, November 2005, something happened. Nothing big. Um, oh, I had just gone through one of the deepest, longest uh, depressions of my of my life. And um, I'm glad I got through it. And I lived through it. But um, I a moment of clarity, some people call it. I asked God, I maybe I told God, I said, uh, I think I'm going to do away the way it's suggested. Because I always tried to figure out, you know, when I catch my brain trying to, fi- there's no, figuring this out is not one of the nine tools. It's not one of the 12 steps. It's not in the traditions. It's not in the concepts. So when I hear my brain trying to figure something out, that's a huge halt. Get back to God. So anyway, in, to the, in November 2005, um, I, I started one more time. I had no idea if this was going to be just another two week or if it was going to be whatever it was. And uh, I enjoyed 14 years of, you know, being this it was my turn to be petite and you know wear pretty clothes, and um, uh, it, for a, a few years during that time, before I moved to Alameda, I was going to another fellowship and I didn't have an OA sponsor, so I used that other other fellowship for everything, and then uh, moved to Alameda, started going back. Uh, I just uh, someone from Alameda told me about the Saturday 9 a.m. meeting in Oakland and she says you really ought to go. So, I started going and I had been in a way since 1986 and other than at conventions and retreats, I had never walked in to a room of 40 people. Well, I uh, where I lived uh, previously was, you know, real real small meetings and something else had changed. The definition of abstinence wasn't what it used to be and it mentioned something about uh, my alcoholic food behaviors compul- compulsive food behaviors and I'm going oh i i knew i was absent from my true my alcoholic foods but I still had behaviors that I didn't want any of you to know about. So anyway, um, I worked on that and, you know, with God and got a sponsor. And, um, but the, um, it's not always easy for me to say, uh, it, and it doesn't have anything to do with COVID. Towards the end of 2019, I was getting ready for to retire and And it should have been the happiest time of my life. I'm in a happy, healthy marriage. We're both in 12-step way of life. Everything is great. We got money to retire. Uh, We're both active in programs. And I felt this dark cloud come over me. And I had been depressed before during this 14 years of absence. I had experienced lulls. I had experienced time, my my goodness, I experienced, you know, uh, a a death in the family, uh, a divorce, all kinds of stuff. No, wait a minute. No, that was something else. Anyway, I, anyway, so I was not particularly worried about this oncoming depression. Although I hadn't had uh, a debilitating depression in 14 years, I thought, oh, I can, I'll be okay. And, um, and I don't blame that. I, uh, uh, it's hard to say, but I got to say, it cause I have to be honest. Uh, I broke my abstinence and what I'm, I'm here to say two things. And I don't know if they could be a topic, but I heard about, and I read about the progression of this disease. And most of the time, when people were talking about it, or my listening to it, because I often hear what I want to hear, is when when we're given our stories, our food history, we talk how how worse it gets and worse it gets and fatter and fatter, or skinnier and skinnier. That part. And I only had an academic education or an academic knowledge that it. The disease progresses while I'm abstinent. Well, you really don't get to experience the true progression of the disease unless you break your abstinence after a few years. And that's exactly what happened to me. I'm 14 years older. So my digestive system, my body, everything is 14 years older. Plus the disease is 14 years stronger. And... Perhaps with some of you, you may not have changed your date. You just would have called it a real bad slip, which is perfectly okay. I respect all paths to recovery. Um, I did not go out on my form of heroin. My my heroin, my alcohol is sugar. And when it's wrapped up with sugar flour and, and butter, that's also... I would mainline that. I would take it with a needle if I could. That has to be 10 minutes, I think. But anyway. um, uh, That's right there. That's good, good, good. Um, I believe, and I want to also be able to tell you how God and I got me back into absence, back into recovery, Uh, same thinking most of the time, Um, same behavior, uh, back in, uh, you know, back back to sponsoring, doing all of that kind of stuff. Um, first and foremost, what got me back is that I never left God. I knew that by overeating on what I call just because I didn't eat sugar, I ate other things that eh, maybe I shouldn't have been eating and put on 10 pounds. Well, Uh, or maybe even 15, because I've taken some off now. Um, uh, This is what I'm trying to say, and I'm not eloquent at all. It didn't take sugar. All it took was a little bit of trail mix, a little too much bread, maybe a few crackers. I was just as in pain had I eaten sugar. Okay? So... And I believe that because my body's older, it didn't take as much alcohol to kill to, to bring me down. So anyway, um, I never okay, I only got a couple of minutes. I even during this time of, I know I went through a couple of months of you know absent for a few days, and I always was to, I always told my my sponsor, and she just told me to pray about it and you know. Whatever, and um, um, uh, I continued my routine with God. I never, I never stopped reading. Uh, I start every morning on page eighty-three. I, I go all the way to eighty-eight, and it is. Uh, I do a couple other things, um, and. But first and foremost, as anyone brand new, starting over, step zero, unofficial, my step zero, is the shit's got to stop. I have got to stop the alcoholic food. I have to stop the compulsive behaviors, sneaking food when no one's looking, that kind of stuff. I lived alone for 11 years, and I snuck food. I hid food when I was... a Uh, When I lived alone. But anyway, um, so I got honest with my sponsor. Uh, A decision backed up by action. I don't know how else. My sponsor could not and probably would not. No one can give me the spiritual awakening that's absolutely vital for recovery. And tapping into the higher power every single day. I was real good about doing it day, morning and, and night. Where I faltered was dur- during the day, I'm in charge. Well, I have to stop myself. You know, thy will not mind be done. I'm no longer running the show. God, they use a sick man's prayer. God save me from being angry. Uh, please take away my anger and replace it with love. This. All those habits I now do on a daily basis, and um, and uh, and I know the embarrassment or the shame that comes up. That's my disease wanting me to feel bad. I don't feel bad. Yes, it's very sad. I. The precious gift of abstinence I threw away for about three or four months. Um, but today and since August 30th of this year, I have a clean conscience and a, a clean path to the higher power. So, in, in closing, I would just like to encourage, and I know I, I saw one face, somebody here's where'd she go anyway? Um, uh. If you have, oh, there she is. That's time. Okay. So uh, so the the topic, um, uh, uh, taking this disease seriously, the progression of the disease while we're abstinent and and why we have to tap it, you know, reconnect with the higher power every single day because none of us are cured, recovered, but not cured.